Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now Logano the outside. They can't get rid of it. Kozlowski gets turned by William Byron. Blaney gets caught up. Gilliland. Truex. Hamlin. And more. Ah, we, you just—you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. I mean, it's a parking lot down there. The big wreck at Daytona yesterday. I turned the race on for a few minutes. My kids are cars obsessed. We're in a cars phase, which is really fun. And I am addicted to Facebook Marketplace and constantly buying new cars. Sal, I've got—we've got so many of the cars. And some that are harder to get than others. And when I turned the Daytona 500 on, I thought, like, oh, my kids, they're going to like this race because they like watching, they like watching, you know, the cars races. And my daughter said, I can't see their eyes about the cars. Like, oh, yeah, they, you know, they don't have eyes, honey. They're just cars actually driving around the track. Anyway, it was a good, it was a good idea. Maybe see if they like Daytona. We did not see the big wreck, though. Although if we had seen the big wreck, my son would have expected one of the cars to jump over all the others like Lightning McQueen does. I know. Cars is an older movie, and I'm making all these references to Cars, which was out in... Cars was my childhood. It's right, right. Like, now that, it's... that was my go-to Disney movie. Yeah. It was the best thing in cinema Let me tell in you, 2006. I say this to my wife all the time. It is a great movie. It is a great movie. I actually really like it. So when they want to watch it every once in a while, every day... Uh, you know, I don't always push back. Good morning. Jeremy and Sal with you here on uh, WGR Daytona yesterday. Free agency in the NFL is still a little ways off, but the franchise tag window opens today. So here comes speculation on who will and won't get tagged. And we've seen some social media from Gabe Davis on what looks like a goodbye to Buffalo. You know, it's not like he hits the market today, but... He may have been informed he's not getting the franchise tag. Not that that was maybe ever really in consideration. But here we go. We're, we're, we're looking to the future for the Bills and likely Davis going somewhere else. The list of Bills free agents there really isn't any franchise tag canon. We went through it. They haven't franchise tagged the guy since 2016. That was Cordy Glenn. And they only used that to get a contract done. The time before that would have been Jarris Bird, Nate Clements, John Fina, and Peerless Price. Those are the five in franchise history. So, Sal, we've got a, a Twitter poll up, our wide receiver idea of the day, which was sent in mm-hmm. to me by a couple different listeners, and I've posted the I posted a poll. And you know how it works. You 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 do this. You post something online, and people want to yell at you for simply saying, like, here, let's see where everybody stands on this question, right? Like, 
trade everything for Marvin Harrison Jr. I've got a lot of people calling me names because they think it's such a bad idea. I also think the Bills should not trade everything for Marvin Harrison Jr., third pick in the draft. But nearly 40% of Bills fans would. And I think that's a big number. Trades like this are fun. There's no doubt about that, right? The the last, or the I guess a, a little bit of a parallel will be the Sammy Watkins trade, where the Bills are ninth, and they move to fourth to get their pick at wide receiver. And that trade was received with some criticism, but also excitement, because you know how it works, Al. Like, you get excited when you get a receiver like that. If the Bills were to trade for Marvin Harrison Jr., I would have to come on the next day and say how I think it's a bad move while I was logged into the NFL shop buying a jersey. You know, like... This is a fun move, but I don't think they would they, that they should do this move. Yet here's 40% of Bills fans saying, yes, I would do that. And I think it kind of drives home how many people are ready for this offense to get a massive boost for the next phase of Josh Allen's career. Yeah, and again, the different kinds of stages you go through when you're a team like the Bills that have this window because of your franchise quarterback and – you know, again, referring back to my conversation last week with Evan Lazar of, you know, the Patriots, and he, he broke it down really well where, you know, you had that first group of Patriots teams that, you know, Brady was, he wins three in four years, but, you know, the guys he's throwing to Rache Caldwell and, you know, there, there's different guys that didn't, and then of course Gronk and Hernandez come along, right? And there were the, the tight ends and then they kind of transitioned. It was a lot of defense. And then they go to that really juggernaut offense with, you know, Randy Moss and outscoring everybody and just blowing teams away and, you know, going undefeated, they actually lose the Super Bowl. They didn't win a Super Bowl for 10 years. It was kind of interesting, right, Jeremy, when they go through that kind of model of just outscoring everybody and they didn't win a Super Bowl for 10 years, although they went to a couple of them. And they kind of ebbed back the other way and um, started doing a little bit different again. And, you know, defense came back around. There were different, different ways they did it. And I keep thinking about the Bills for this, which is what's the next stage of how they want to build their team? Because last year they didn't have that explosiveness they had through the first few years of this Josh Allen window. They didn't just go and score a ton of points and 30 points a game. Yeah, they were still highly ranked as far as scoring. It wasn't a consistent basis last year. I think you need to get back to that a little bit. That's what they've been missing. And the question is, do you do that by going out and getting guys, young guys in the draft you can hold on to for a few years? Because if you hit, if you go out and get a couple guys this year, draft two of them, and you hit on them, boy, we are rolling for the next few years, right? I mean, like, can you imagine having two rookie contracts, wide receivers who hit pretty immediately? I think that would be the perfect scenario. Yep. It is just very, very hard to project that that's going to happen at that position in this window because those guys have to come in and play right away. There, there's a point here about, you know, you're, you're coming in and playing with Josh Allen, so you have a leg up, right? Any If you're a receiver drafted to the Bills, one would think that the – I've used the, the term ecosystem a few times this morning, but the, the the ecosystem for a rookie receiver would be very nice, a great place to go. And whether you're learning from Diggs or not having so much pressure on you because you've got Diggs and Kincaid and James Cook in the offense, I, and Josh Allen for that matter, of course. Like you, no one's going to be thinking you need to save everybody's bacon here. So I feel like there's a there's a good environment for a rookie receiver. Whereas if that receiver goes to New England. It's different. New England doesn't have a lot of weapons. New England doesn't have a quarterback who even knows who their starting quarterback is going to be. So with that said, like, you know, you wonder about busts. And if a guy that has busted in the past, if he got a different opportunity, if it would have gone any better for him. And I, that, that's one of the things I feel about with this, with this Bills group is 
it'll be hard. Famous last words, right? So I know what you're going to tell me. Famous last words. I feel like it would be hard for the Bills to miss on receiver here. Because if you get a guy who's talented and you plug him in with this offense, I think he'll be fine. And this is a this is not to take anything away from Gabe Davis, but a lot of people that are seeing Davis post on Instagram today all his stats, there are a lot of people that are saying, like, yeah, that's what the number two receiver in this offense can do with a stud quarterback and a stud number one on the other side of the field. It's such a favorable environment that you should have those kind of numbers. Yeah, right. That That's right. And they haven't tried it, right? I mean, the last uh, – Gabe has been their highest – Drafted wide receiver in the Brandon Bean era. They drafted Zay Jones in the second round. Bean wasn't here for that draft. That was 2017. <coughs> that was McDermott only. Um, you know, in, in old old regime before uh, they, they got rid of Doug Whaley. So they haven't tried it. I don't know for sure. Like I, I, I guess my hang-up sometimes, Jeremy, is this thought. You say that it's hard not to. And I agree with that. I, I, I do think that's right. And... It's not like you're just throwing darts at the wall. You're going to evaluate the guy. Yes. Right. You're going to be like, well, I mean, you're going to have a conviction and this is the guy. He's going to fit for us. There's no doubt about that. I agree with that. But man, like you also have, it is not like you're walking into the Carolina Panthers and they're resetting the organization and you can have time. Like we talk about, you know, putting guys and trusting guys. And for right or wrong, we know how the organization treats younger players sometimes with the far as trust. I'll always point out they play younger players more than people think they do. But there is a trust factor that McDermott talks about a lot, which is true. And if you're going to do that, if you're going to walk into a Josh Allen offense in a Super Bowl window, that learning curve can't take long if you're drafting him in the first or second round. It just can't. And that's what scares me. If you're going to do it, he better hit right away. Because if you're wrong, even the littlest, yeah. then we're having same conversations next year. Right, throwing away prime years of Allen. I guess that's where a spot where, do you think it'd be possible for them to trade for one? What if they don't want to wait? Uh, let, let's talk about the Ayuk idea. Right. Ayuk, like they did with Stefan Diggs, by the way. Exactly. And I'm very, very high in Brandon Ayuk. I, I think he's a tremendous receiver, a true number one. Matt Harmon, who runs a website, Reception Perception. He's on with the afternoon show today at 4 o'clock, and he's very high on Ayuk, as he should be. Like Ayuk is a guy that led the league in yards per target this year. He only got 100 targets. A, a, a good example of someone that did that once before and run heavy offense was Stefan Diggs. Like Diggs was number one or two in the NFL in yards per target and then came to a team that targeted him more and started getting you know 1,500 yards in a season. Here's Ayuk in a run-heavy offense getting 1,300 yards. I don't know that the Bills would want to do it because they can just go out and get a receiver that's cheap. And and if you miss, then it's a, a cheap miss. Ayuk, you could – I saw Greg Thompson cover one. He laid out just a contract, very basic, five years, $120 million, and you can keep the cap hit low. Would the Bills do that? Would they consider doing the digs thing again? It did work. I wonder if Bean would think – yeah, I could draft a rookie receiver or I could get myself a ready-made product and never have to wait and never have to wonder because that's what made the Diggs deal so good, Sal. They basically, the price they paid was development, trust, and just getting a guy that is a pro day one when he showed up. And Diggs, since he showed up, Diggs and Allen have had more yards and catches and touchdowns than like any pair in the NFL. So you've had a success story on that department i wonder if bean would be open to it again maybe that's not Ayuk. maybe that's somebody else like a, a second round receiver but you know guys might be available out there yeah i mean there are 
Again, there are going to be guys that come in that they're going to take flyers on. K.J. Hamler's one of them. I brought him up earlier. Andy Isabella's still on this team. Like, these are not guys that are big names. They don't move the needle necessarily for people. But they're going to try and figure out ways to get cheaper guys who might be able to hit and say, okay, we got them. It's what they did with Hardy last year. It's what they did with um, Sherfield last year. Which, by the way, Trent Sherfield's going to be a free agent. I actually think that they could get him back for a vet minimum deal. Like, okay, you want to run that back. Justin Shorter was on IR all last year. But these guys are the same kinds of guys that they've really kind of been bringing in over the last several years. What we're talking about here, your wide receiver idea of the day, what we talk about when it comes to the draft is taking a big swing. It hasn't happened. And you want to trade for one? That's fine. Like, I'm not opposed to it, Jeremy, but you got the contract comes with it. By the way, IUK is scheduled for, what, $14 million next year in base salary? Yes. And then you talk about the contract, you'd have to rework it because he's got his, his option there. I think, isn't that next year's his fifth-year option they picked up, right? Is that what that is, I think? That's right. $14 million, I think, for that. Okay, so you get the contract that comes with it. You could always massage around that. But what's the asset you're also giving up? Like, you have to, you're probably giving up your first-round pick for Brandon Ayuk. And if you're fine with that, that's cool. It's what they did for Stefan Digg, right time. I would say, though, is that better than drafting someone who, as you said, you think they can hit? That's a rookie contract. Look right at the Diggs-Jefferson situation. Now, I am not at all regretting. There was the right call for the Bills at the time to trade for Stefan Diggs and give up a first-round pick. The flip side of that is... The Minnesota Vikings got Justin Jefferson on a rookie deal for four years. The other flip side is because I, I, you, you know, I hear this question a lot. Would the Bills have? Why would we think the Bills would have taken him? Right? There's that. Like that's that as a given is one thing. I mean, the Bills have not necessarily shown a willingness to take receivers high, so I don't really have much faith they would have taken Jefferson in that spot. But if they had, you know, they'd have saved money and. Maybe wouldn't be in this cap crunch right now. Maybe they would because Jefferson's about to get what, like thirty million a year. He's gonna be a big money too. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Yeah. One eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Let me ask a question: Would you be interested in T Higgins if 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 you could do something like that? Like, I guess he's gonna make a lot of money. I know that, but I mean, a player like that. Um, if you found a way to keep the cap hit low, like, I mean, there, there might be a couple guys out there. Maybe we get surprised by someone that they actually go after in free agency. Yeah. I mean, I would love Higgins. I would have drafted T. Higgins when the Bills. Is that the year? Is that the Diggs year? He was the first pick of the second round, so I think that might be the Diggs. Right. That might be the Diggs year. So they didn't actually ever get a look at Higgins, but I would have drafted him. Liked him out of Clemson. Um, on this Bills team, I mean, he's your new number one, right? Going forward, that's the idea. Is that Diggs is here until he's not, and then Higgins is young enough to take over. I just think he's a prime candidate. As we talk about franchise tag candidates today. Higgins is the most likely franchised tag player, I think, because the Bengals do have cap space. It's not a long-term commitment, and they have a team that they didn't even really get to see their their triplets together this year because of the injuries to Burrow. But one thing about Higgins that's been nice for them is that when Chase has been hurt, Higgins has picked it up and been the number one. Like it's not it's not the kind of situation where oh it's a clear number one and number two. I mean, maybe it is because Chase is so good. But when when right. Chase has been out, Higgins has been able to be a number one and would be a serviceable number one on a lot of teams. So some of your candidates for I just think ahead. though that organization. I mean, I know that they're they paid Burrow, but they are traditionally known for not being the most you know heavy spending organization. There was talk last year from the owner talking about well, you can't pay everybody, 
I don't know if they're going to. They may franchise tag him. You know what they might do? Franchise and trade him even. Uh, I don't know if they're going to put give him that kind of contract. They have to pay Jamar Chase too. Yep. 803-0550, Ken and Amherst will connect with our fans. Hey, Ken, what's up? Hi. Um, I think you should uh, at least stay at where you are and get one of the receivers. If not, maybe even trade back and get more because of you got so many holes on your D. There is supposedly like 20 first round, I mean 20 top 100 receivers in this draft. You could get probably two in your first two picks. Yeah, I don't disagree, Ken. I, how many holes do they have, Sal, on defense? <laughs> So Ken Ken brings up a good point. Somebody asked me this yesterday. What we were doing that uh, we were doing the February Fix Fantasy Draft. I think someone asked me this. I'm not sure, but it came from I can't remember who it was. I, I give credit. They said, "Here's a good question for you, Sal. Would you rather the Bills stay where they are and draft a receiver in the first round, or stay where they are, go somewhere else in the first round and draft a receiver in the second and third? Yeah, it's a good question. What would you rather do? It's it depends. It depends. The the, the the issue I get to is <laughs> if you draft defense in the first round, which, of course, the Bills could do that. There's They have holes on that side of the ball. No disputing that. You would then get to be in such a desperate spot to draft one in the second round that I would be nervous. You are late in the second round. And I know that it's a deep class, but in between the Bills' first-round pick and second-round pick, it's possible that eight receivers go in there. And then you're talking about... Well, if I wait till the end of the second and draft my guy, if he falls, that's great. But I think it might even be more likely that you have to spend assets to move up to get back into a spot where you can take one. I think the run in the the first round could have as many as six or seven, and the second round I think will be enough. There'll be a separate run that'll be big on that position. But how many holes do they have on defense? Two at safety. Um. Yeah. I mean, we we think because okay. well, Mike uh, Jordan Poyer's under contract, though. Right. I mean, it hasn't not a beneficial that they have a hole there. That's right. But we think they might move on. Okay. Let's say not Poyer. Yeah. One. I would say right now you need two new safeties. I think. I think okay. that's the way it's trending. But you, we don't know about Poyer yet. So two I want to be respectful of the fact that he's under contract. Sure. If you're going, you're rolling out the Bills' starting defense for for week one. I've got two safeties and two defensive linemen. Is that four open yes. jo- open jobs? Is Am I missing yeah, anybody? Yeah, one interior guy next to Ed Oliver, but the way they rotate, I would say you're going to need two. But one definitely needs to be like a, a one, a, a starting caliber guy. Yep, and then one another defensive end, which could be yep. Epinesa. That's four starting jobs on the defense that are available. And on the offense, we would say there's probably one. It's Gabe Davis. Yeah, what's funny is I was thinking about this earlier, and you look at the Bills' con- contracts and who's going to be a pending free agent, who's coming back. That's right, Jeremy. The Bills have one. One starting offensive player who they might lose in free agency. Now, they could make a decision somewhere else, but everybody else is returning. And that one starting player is Gabe Davis, who isn't wide receiver one. He's wide receiver two, but he is a starter. He's the only one who, yep. that's a pending free agent. That's what gets me more optimistic even about next year, thinking about they are losing nothing on offense. I mean... Obviously, Gabe Davis is not going to not disrespecting that, but they're losing none of their main core um, starting players on offense other than maybe Gabe Davis. 803-0550. Thanks, Ken, for the phone call. If you want to jump in with us, you can. We've got time here. 
Jeremy and Sal, the Northtown Automotive Extra Point show coming up with uh, Josh and Zach to follow us at the top of the hour. You want to chime in about receivers or maybe get back into the uh, quarterback conversation, Sal, because what the Bills do at backup is a good conversation and kind of fits into all of this potential how to work the cap and how to spend their assets. Quarterback's a big decision. I want to pick your brain on that and a name I heard you mention yesterday with uh, the afternoon guys, I think. 803-0550, Jeremy, Jeremy and Joe. Joe's out today. Sales in here on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's part of the game is more pressure, more pressure, and how do, how do players operate under it? And that is never going to go away. I think you've got to manage it better than the team you're playing against. Tonight, as an example, you got to score more. I mean, you generated enough to score and outscore and to win that game. So we can divide that game up 50 different ways. The fact is you had more than enough opportunity to win a game through just generating your scoring chances. But you're always, you know, teams that win Stanley Cups, they outscore their mistakes. It's not that they don't make mistakes. It's not that they don't feel pressure, turn pucks over, make poor decisions. They outscore them. Sabres head coach Don Granado. we talked to him this morning at 8 o'clock if you want to go back and listen to it on uh, the uh, fate of the Sabres yesterday and their loss to Anaheim. And, of course, going forward, they'll play Montreal and Columbus this week. Jeremy White and Sal Capaccio. Sal's in for Joe today. Evan DePasquale is producing. Josh Schmidt coming up with uh, Zach Jones of the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. We're talking lots about receivers. Our receiver idea of the day is uh, trading everything for Marvin Harrison Jr., and that's getting a lot more support than I kind of thought it would with it. 40% yes on Twitter. want to get into quarterback as well. Sal's doing the state of the Bills which is the roster mm-hmm. as it is now. Want to get to quarterback in a moment, but first a uh, call. Allie in Wyoming. Allie, good morning. Hey, good morning. I have been kind of debating this in my own head, and I'm curious what you guys think. I, I think a lot of folks are, you know, wanting to maybe trade back and get more uh, receivers or, you know what I mean, pick up an extra pick or move move back. And something I'm wondering is, I think there is a benefit to having a receiver in the first round because of the cost control that you get with a first round pick 
and like the fifth year option and all of that type of stuff. I think there is some benefit to that. And I'm just curious if that's something that you all are thinking about. Um, and if you have kind of any thoughts on why it might be better to stay in the first round, given the parameters that puts on those guys and their contracts, knowing how expensive receivers get down the road. Yeah. Thanks, Allie. W- one of the things about this, so the fifth, the thing that separates the first round from the other rounds, of course, Sal, is the fifth-year option, which right. is sometimes tough to figure out what to do, and other times it's an easy, yes, we're going to do that. One thing the fifth-year option does is it keeps a salary well it's a it's a big it's a big boost for the player but at receiver a fifth year option is a good bargain if you have a good guy and you can also pick up the fifth year option and then just redo the deal right that that's also something you can do so it's like it's a lever that a team can use compare that to T Higgins right now T Higgins was the first pick of the second round what does he do plays 4 years unrestricted free agency so even if you are a team like the Bengals, your fifth-year option on T. Higgins is the franchise tag, which is significantly higher in terms of what that cost than the fifth-year option. So, yeah, the, the, the benefit of the first-round pick, Sal, going back to Greg Rousseau and even, uh, as Allie brings up cost control, when the Bills went Rousseau and Basham and Epinesa with first- and second-round picks, one of the points I thought that was fair is a why this is a good idea is because defensive end is really expensive. And if you get cheap contracts, you're you're A, taking shots at an expensive position for cheap, and the the bargain on that is is tremendous. And the other position that you do that with, other than quarterback, is receiver. I kind of want to see the Bills start to treat receiver like they've treated defensive end, which is take it because it makes sense financially. It's a it's a good investment. You save yeah. more money at receiver than most positions. I like the thought, Allie. That's right. I think that you have to consider that. It's actually why, if you go back to the draft where Lamar Jackson was drafted 32nd overall by the Ravens, I believe they moved into that spot. And if I remember right, I could be wrong in this, I think the Ravens made a point of, well, we wanted to take him there because we get an extra year. Like, you get the fifth-year option for a quarterback to build into that. Like, if we wait, if we we take him in at the the next pick, literally the next pick, you lose the option. You got him at 32, he's a first-round pick, you get the option. So I do think that's right. Jeremy, do you know how the fifth-year option works now and all the different parameters and what they changed? I know and that... in the, the money and... Go ahead. I know that Pro Bowls are tied in. So if you make... Okay. The, the, one of them is how, how much you play. There's an escalator on how much you play. Then there's one if you make a Pro Bowl. And then there's one if you make yes. multi- multiple Pro Bowls. That is exactly right. But what's interesting is, because we're talking about it in this manner... There's actually, it, it's super easy, but it's like, I, I still, I'm like, I think they made a mistake, the NFL and the NFLPA doing this. Like, come on, what are we doing here with Pro Bowls? Like, and you got to be voted in. Like, a, this is not a fill-in Pro Bowl. You have to actually be on the original ballot, okay? So that part at least is okay. But here's the deal. If you make one Pro Bowl, the fifth-year option for you when the team picks it up by the end of your third year in May is equal to the transition tender. Mm. If you make multiple Pro Bowls, it's the franchise tag. That's what the number is for the fifth-year option. Now, Greg Gousseau has not made a Pro Bowl at all. Now, obviously, you'd be like, well, we'd love him to make Pro Bowls. That means he's great. But you know how much that saves the Bills? Because Greg Rousseau did not make a Pro Bowl, he is just getting the basic fifth-year option if the Bills, if and when they pick it up, which I expect them to do by you know early May. $13.7 million for his position. If he had made multiple Pro Bowls, let me find somebody. Here we go. 
Here's the difference between Greg Rousseau and Micah Parsons, who has made multiple Pro Bowls. His franchise, his fifth year option, Micah Parsons, twenty million dollars just for the fifth year. Where Greg Rousseau who hasn't made any, it's thirteen million dollars. Yeah. One point to that, this is back to Ali's point though. The the while the money is the same, the timing is not. Because the franchise tag, when you pick up a franchise tag, when do you pick that up? You pick it up on well, today, Sal, right? February twentieth of the offseason that the player is about to go hit the market, you have from February to, what, July to get a deal done, and it's high stakes, and I don't want to play on a on a contract where if I get hurt, I'm screwed. Whereas if you have the fifth-year option, that number, you agree to that before year four, right? You play three years, and then a team decides to pick up the fifth-year option before the player plays their fourth year. So, okay, Micah Parsons, we pick up your fifth-year option. You're, you're mm-hmm. going to make $20 million, not this year, but next year. Hey, why don't we re-sign now? Why don't we take right. a look? Like, your cap flexibility is so much better than trying to figure out, at least in one year, all right, we got to slam $20 million in, and he's upset about it. He's mad about it. So the fifth-year option, even if it does tick up all the way to the franchise tag value, you have time to – Agree on an extension to work it into your books. It's another advantage of of the first round pick wherever you decide to use it. It's what it's it's really at the heart of why people say do not pick a running back because running backs you're not saving any money with that. A franchise tag number for a running back has come down, and when you pay, take a, a running back early in the draft, you're paying them way too much based on the positional value. Yeah. It's it's time. It's time bought is what you're doing, right? So Gabe Davis, the Bills have until early May. To, I'm sorry, Gabe Davis, Greg Rousseau. The Bills have until early May to pick up Greg Rousseau's fifth-year option. I expect them to do that, but you don't have to account for it until that happens. Now, it is guaranteed, but what it does, it gives them a year and a half, two years essentially, to work out a different deal. They can just basically just tear that up and give him a new deal, and he's there. He's under contract with them, which is interesting. I'll give you a real quick uh, before we go to break here. Do you know who has, who was picked Eight spots, I'm sorry, ten spots before Greg Rousseau, who has almost the exact same fifth-year option number. It's interesting. Kadarius Tony. <laughs> yeah. Kadarius Tony, 13.7. The Chiefs aren't going to do that. He's now on his third team, even though it's the second franchise stint with Kansas City. He went to... Um, I'm sorry. He, I'm sorry. He's on his second team, but he's he was with the uh, Giants. But he was drafted there. Now he's with the Giants. But isn't that just? It's interesting when you look at the list. Like here's a guy, Kadarius Tony, thirteen point seven, just to keep him. Greg Rousseau. I think that's a bargain for a guy like Greg Rousseau, at, comparably around the league at one of some of these other guys. Well, how about the guy right before him? Look at the receivers, Rashad Bateman. Look at, are the Ravens going to pick up Rashad Bateman at 13.7, the basic tag number? Jeremy, that's a first-round receiver. That's my point on it doesn't always have to hit like that. Yeah. Although 13 for Rashad Bateman, like, (laughs) that's not that expensive. Unless you plan on working something out with the timing, I get it, but I would not pay him that money. Yeah. I've got all of the fifth-year options for for this upcoming year, and, like, looking at some of the receivers. You mentioned Tony. Is there another, another receiver here? Bateman, Tony. Um, Devonta Smith. Okay, Devonta Smith's a good example. $15 million for him. And yep. that, that's a good value because you know what he would get on the free agent market? Probably like 18 I mean, he, he's... Same with Jalen Waddell. He's in this group. Yep, Jalen Waddell, 15 Jalen Jamar Chase, his fifth-year option right now is translating to 20 What would Chase get on the open market? 30 Mm-hmm. So some positions you save big money. Meanwhile, Kyle Pitts' fifth-year option... 
is $10 million because he's made one Pro Bowl. That's half the price a tight end. And yeah. I know that, like, oh, that's cheaper. That's because the market on that position is so much cheaper. Eight oh three oh five. Do you want to see something wild? Go, go to number 25. 25. Go to number 25 there. Travis Etienne, fifth-year option is for $6 million. $6 million Yeah. For running back. That's that's where this has gone with running backs. Yeah. That's pretty. That's so low. Well, he's he's missed his playtime incentive, and he hasn't hit a either of the Pro Bowls. But one Pro Bowl, and he's at $10 million. <laughs> like, you, right. you wouldn't want to do that with a first-round pick. All right. Break time. More of your phone calls. Extra point show coming up at 10. We didn't get to the quarterback conversation. We'll do that quickly in Extendo Sports. Uh, I want to ask Sal, draft pick or free agent? Right now, what looks like the better idea for the Bills at backup quarterback to uh, you know work with Josh Allen? Jeremy and Sal here on a Tuesday, a sunny Bluebird Tuesday that's uh, chilly outside. But whatever. Looks really nice outside. Pretty outside. Extendo Sports next. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. All right, Sal, one of the decisions the Bills will have to make is backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. What to do behind Josh Allen. You've had your state of the quarterback with the Bills. And do you have a, a hunch which is the better idea for the Bills? Draft one, they have 10 picks, or sign a veteran? Um, sign a veteran if it's not Kyle Allen, it's someone just like him, essentially. Uh, and I think that you just, your, your, your late round pick is a guy already on your roster, uh, Shane Buchel. Uh, he's already here. He's three years in. He's been with the Chiefs. He's been with the Bills. He's had good coaching along the way. And, you know, I think he could just be your practice squad guy that you don't have to waste a draft pick on. Yeah. I wonder about the draft pick. They took Jake Fromm way back when, right? And I was looking at that because... Yes, yep. but let's remember that was COVID year, and there was an inkling that teams were going to probably need extra arms in case something were to happen and right. how the rules were going to be modified. So I do want to kind of put that in the context there. Yeah, it's tough because if you draft one... I just pulled up Fromm's contract. Four years, less than $4 million. If the Bills had a crystal ball and could know... Hey, here's a fifth round rookie who could totally do the job if we really desperately needed him to. It is a great avenue to save cap space because you know, like a million a year. Instead, if you want to go the route of a veteran, depending on how expensive you want to get, like Sam Darnold, I mean, is that four to five million a year? Certain guys are going to carry a couple mil, and if you want to bargain baseman Kyle Allen, that that's okay too. It's just even the backup quarterback position for some of the better ones. And I wonder if that, that market doesn't go up this year, Sal, because of how many backups had to play, right? If you're an agent of a Josh Dobbs or whoever, so many different guys went in and played that I wonder if teams get a little bit more aggressive mm -hmm. in, in trying to feel good yep. about their backup quarterback. It's a, it's a great point because this is what happens in the league. Like Half the teams have to use their backup for even multiple games. I mean, heck, the Browns had to use four guys – for multiple games each, which is incredible. But the Bills have this unicorn in Josh Allen who has the – by the way, he has the longest starting streak of any NFL quarterback right now. It's amazing. 
How many people tell us every year he's going to get hurt? He's going to get hurt. I'm not, you know, wishing bad mojo or anything. I don't want to do that. I'm a knock on wood, but the dude has been a, a a tank. He does not get hurt. He starts all the time. So all of those narratives about the way he plays and getting hurt, yeah, he's had some bumps and bruises along the way. He plays, but you always have to think about the fact that anything could happen. It could just, you know, be a, he's a he's just a one, you know, hit away, a twisted ankle away, whatever, of missing three games. And how do you want that to play out? And if you want it to be a rookie, okay. I mean, on a rookie contract, if you want a guy on your team like that, that's fine, I should say. But now that guy's got to play, Jeremy. So I'd rather have a veteran be able to step in. The problem is that, you know, you're not going to find guys with a lot of, you know, starts and uh, you, you can't, they, they don't have the luxury to pay a guy like that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you have to find a guy that's got a cheap contract like a Kyle Allen. Sal Capaccio. Thank you, Sal, for um, popping in for Joe today. You got it. Extra Point Show coming up, the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. Uh, It'll be Zach and Josh taking you up till noon today. Thanks, everyone that uh, called, tweeted, listened, all that. Enjoy a uh, beautiful, chilly, but, uh, you know, sunny day in Buffalo. Cheers. Back tomorrow on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.